0: And welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives, and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we're talking about the concepts connected to the words urgent and important. These two ideas, urgent and important, are used in a variety of ways and come up in our everyday lives, both at work and at home. And much has been written about them in the sort of productivity and business realm as well. But today, we're going to talk about them in the lens of our work in medicine, and really see how these concepts can be used against us and what we need to unlearn about them. So how many times have you been asked to do something and you've been told that it's urgent? Urgent is used a lot in medicine, and it crosses specialties and healthcare settings We have urgent care, we have urgent medical needs, we have urgent administrative tasks that, you know, slide into our clinical and our email inboxes. Urgent feels urgent, and it can feel important, too, but it isn't always. Here's a list of just a few areas where I, you know, in my capacity as a family medicine physician, end up seeing the words urgent. If urgent x y or z symptom occurs i want you to seek urgent medical attention patient's mom dropped off their sports physical form which is due tomorrow it's urgent i had a cough for four weeks so i went to the urgent care urgent your license is due for renewal in 60 days i need an urgent referral i need an urgent refill the family wants to talk to you urgently Now, if you work in a hospital setting, you might get an urgent page Um, from my hospital days. I remember that, you know, sometimes this would be chest pain and sometimes it would be that they didn't have a stool softener ordered. I imagine this stuff still happens, even though I'm no longer practicing in that setting. But notice what happens when you hear the word urgent. For me, it automatically feels like someone is telling me that it's important and that it's important that I attend to it right now. But notice in the list how some of the things that we described as urgent from, you know, some of the things that are, are urgent from a medical perspective, uh, and we're, you know we're trained to respond to those things quite rapidly. Some of the things that I mentioned, though, are not at all urgent, right? But it is someone trying to get us to do something for them right now. The parent who realizes too late that the kid's sports physical form is not completed and practice starts tomorrow. The family who has a question and doesn't want to wait to hear back, they want an answer now. The license that is due to be renewed in two months. One of the many things that adds to our pressure to perform and people please is the misuse of the word urgent in our lives. People learn that we will respond to them more quickly when they use the word urgent. And often that seems true. But this is a major boundary issue for many of us because we don't always feel empowered to say no or not now when someone uses the word urgent. And I think we need to talk more about this and to really be aware of it, right? Because again, I think it gets misused around us. Now, as I write this, we are over halfway through August. And in my area of the country, school starts after Labor Day. But the usual pressure of the sports physical forms is upon us in primary care, right? Those of us who see kids are often uh, left with these notes and forms that are sent to us sometimes all day, every day, right? If you can't tell, this is a particular pet peeve of mine and I fully acknowledge it. It drives me crazy, right? The forms, uh, you know, have been dropped off often physically, but now they get sent to us electronically and they get, you know, given to us with the message that it's urgent, right? That it needs to be back today or tomorrow. And with empathy to parents, right? I'm a parent, I know stuff comes up, but speaking as a parent who gets a lot of forms to complete, sports participation is not urgent, actually, and it's not a surprise, right? We don't we don't sign our kids up tomorrow, usually, uh, to start in, you know, their high school softball league or their whatever, whatever other sport you're participating in. It's not a surprise. Maybe the school just sent the forms to parents, right? That does happen. But maybe the parent has had the form for two months. There are lots of possibilities. But notice how them using the word urgent raises your anxiety, or at least mine. It's a people-pleasing nightmare, especially when clinics are strapped for staff assistance and demands are high, right? That form is coming to your desk probably with no words completed on it, even though you did the sports physical Several months ago, and somebody could very easily have completed the form for you and left it for you to sign. But I know that's not happening in a lot of places right now. So take a deep breath with me if you're really feeling this and know that you actually do get to choose how you respond. We're going to talk more about that. When things come to you labeled as urgent, take a moment to acknowledge whether it truly is urgent from a medical perspective, and if it's not, I invite you to give yourself permission to decide how you will respond. If this is a place where your clinic or your hospital already has policies in place, then use them. For example, a common policy would be that any forms that get dropped off will be completed within a week, within a week, right? If there isn't a policy in place, it's a great place to create one with your team and develop clear, kind language to go along with it. Medical forms will be completed and returned within seven days. Dr. Smith returns calls during, you know, the noon hour. Refills need to be requested seven days in advance, right? These messages can be, these policies and messages can be clear and kind and they can be repeated by people other than you. Urgency may come up in your personal life as well. People around you may realize, even though they love you, that it's an easy way to get your attention, right? You may feel, especially if you're a people pleaser, that other people's displeasure, disappointment, et cetera, is urgent, especially with people that you love, like your kids. It may feel urgent to do something for them or to help them feel better now or to help them stop being bored right now. Notice if that's true for you and consider what this creates for you in your days. I'm not suggesting that we not care about the people in our lives, not at all, but I think again that our conditioning to respond to the urgent sometimes leads us to label circumstances as urgent when in fact they aren't really. This happens a lot to us, uh, you know, who are moms, primary caregivers, or you know, kind of the chief decision makers in our families. But I want to contrast this idea contrast this condition response um, that we have with the idea of urgent. I want to contrast that with the idea of important. There are many things that happen in our lives that are important and not at all urgent. It's always been true, but think about how you managed it in the past. Getting into medical school was important, but it wasn't urgent. Studying was sometimes urgent, but often not, but it was important. So this is something that you have balanced out before, right? When you needed to, but once we leave our residency training, often, you know, we, you know, we finally emerge from our training cocoons, right? And there's this important challenge that arises in managing urgent versus important, we may find ourselves commonly surrounded by things that are labeled urgent, right? Constantly sort of putting out those fires, and that pushes out the time that we have for the important. Let me go through some examples of what this looks like. Exercise is important, but not urgent, right? And if the urgent forms keep you working uh, you know, well past the time that you have, exercise falls off the list. Maybe you want to develop some skills around, uh, you know, some niche within medicine that you want to explore, but there's no urgency to do this, right? So it remains on the someday list. Never really actually happens. Maybe you want to spend more time with friends or your spouse or your kids, but you can't find the time. This happens to many of us all the time. The urgent seems to trump the important. So I'd like you to sit and think about this for yourself. Where are you struggling with this urgent versus important issue? Are there things in your life that are important to you, but aren't yet a part of your time? Another way to think about this is, are there values that you are espousing, such as family first, that you aren't actually living right now? This is a common tension in our working years, knowing that we want something in our lives to be important. And we don't yet know how to live that way, right? And often, at least part of the problem is that we are distracted by the urgent. A useful exercise here is to make a four box grid on a piece of paper, yes, actual paper. (laughs) On the X-axis, label important on the top and not important on the bottom. I think I just got my X and my Y messed up, but on the up and down line, important on the top and not important on the bottom. And to the right, we want urgent, and to the left, not urgent. This leaves us with four boxes. We have urgent and important, urgent and not important, important but not urgent, and not important and not urgent. Think about the things that currently fill up your time. You might split this out to work time and not work time, or you might want to look at it in the big picture. Start putting items into the boxes according to how you currently spend your time, not how you want to spend it, but how you currently actually spend it. See where things settle. Items that you may want to put into the work boxes would be face-to-face time with patients, notes, inbox, maintenance of certification for boards, CME, professional development, including targeted learning in a particular area, right? Let's say you want to get a certification in breastfeeding medicine, for example, right? That is something that is niche and something that you would need to dedicate time for. Items for your home boxes might include time with your partner or friends or kids or pets. might be time for exercise, errands, maintaining the home, vacation, vacation planning, cleaning, rest time, playtime, et cetera. Don't make any of this perfect or precise. We're just using this as a check to see where you are currently in each of these areas. And then once you have this out for yourself, check in. Does the current allotment of time and often our mental resources attached to it, does it make sense to you when you think about urgent and important? Pay particular attention to what is in both the urgent and not important quadrants and what's in the important but not urgent quadrants. When we consider the balance of things, often what we're looking for is have more of the stuff that we want in the important and not urgent bucket. And oftentimes, the urgent and not important is actually sucking up a lot of our time. The goal here is to realize that your brain is oversensitive to the word urgent, and that it may be costing you things that are important to you. And it's usually someone else's urgent that is crowding out your important. This happens at work, people dangling urgent tasks in front of you that medically speaking are not urgent. And it happens at home, right? Where people are trying to get your attention using the urgent button. And you, the hardworking people pleaser who is so highly capable, is often neglecting your own important because of their urgent. I'll point out here that too, if you have stuff in the not urgent and not important bucket, you have permission to let that go. If there's stuff in there that is just goofy and fun and you want more goofiness and fun in your life, um, figure out how to make it important. Right? Silliness and goofiness and things that are pure fun can be important. You just have to decide that they are and then make time for them. Part of your self care can be spending more time with goofiness and fun. I've said it. We need to make it happen on purpose, even if it's just little laughter breaks during the day. Laughter is healing, triggers vagal responses to calm stress. It's just enjoyable. Let yourself laugh but make it important. But if there's stuff clogging up to the section, again, the not urgent, not important section, don't spend your time on it. Delegate it if you need to, or as Kendra Adachi of the Lazy Genius podcast would say, be lazy about the things that don't matter. This is another way that our training predisposes us to burnout and overwhelm. And it's important that we recognize when this happens so that we can learn to make different choices. If you sit and do this exercise and you realize that this urgent slash important dichotomy is getting in your way of prioritizing what matters to you or clogging up your day with other people's urgencies that aren't truly necessary, it's a good time to assess your boundaries and figure out how to message and enforce them this can be a challenge for us. And yes, it does sometimes lead to managers or leaders talking to us about how, well, everyone else does it this way or everyone else is okay with taking three patients during their lunch hour. We're often pressured to overwork because of this, right? Being a team player pushed to make unreasonable expectation to meet unreasonable expectations and without support. Sadly, this is a very real part of our culture And if you're socialized as a woman in medicine, these expectations to go with the flow and, you know, everybody else does it this way may be presented to us more often in an attempt to control our behaviors. I get it. I've lived in it. I hate it. And it's not easy to step away from that. But if we all keep going along with this, right, then we're perpetuating that status quo of overwork. And I don't think any of us wants that, right? We also don't want to be practicing beneath our license. I promise you that if there's a business case for something being dealt with more urgently, then the places that we work will find a more cost-effective way than putting it untouched forms in your inbox. Uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna figure out, hey, who's cheaper on the payroll? Who can fill this out? How do they need to do it? And how can we just present it quickly for a signature and move on? If they desire a faster turnaround time for return calls, then they're going to need to hold time for you to do it. There are ways to be clear and kind. There are ways to ask for assistance in completing tasks that are labeled urgent. Ways to help others see that your plate is full of tasks that are important. And yes, this will sometimes result in censure, no matter what you do, right? We don't control the expectations of others, even when they're unreasonable. And we get to decide how we respond. But again, nothing changes unless something changes. In the same way that individuals with a family have to make the painful and lonely decision to stop generational trauma, we as individuals in a broken healthcare system may have to make the difficult and lonely decision that we won't perpetuate these cycles either, right? We're gonna stand up for ourselves, We're going to decide what actually is important and delineate that from something that has been labeled urgent, but actually is not. That's more of a soapbox than I intended for this episode. But again, these are common challenges that we encounter and the issues inherent in these labels of urgent and important and our habits of ignoring the important stuff to us, stuff that's important to us. Uh, for other people's urgent is a huge contributor to our feelings of overwhelm and burnout. Bumping into other people's displeasure and being unwilling to disappoint others is another way that we feel trapped in our circumstances rather than setting and maintaining boundaries. There are consequences for doing this work for yourself. I won't lie to you about that. And there are also tremendous gains in finding yourself putting your importance on the list Deciding what matters to you and making it a priority. You didn't sign away your life when you went into medicine, truly. You didn't agree to never be happy or never do anything for yourself. You didn't agree to give up what matters to you or to never care about your free time, your family, your interests. But you did enter a culture that puts itself on a pedestal and then leads you to believe that the service of others should be enough to keep you there. My friends, it's a lie. You don't have to believe it. You may continue to practice medicine and set boundaries. You may allow yourself to garner the displeasure of others and still provide great care. It's all possible. It's just different from what you've done and perhaps different from anything you've seen. Okay, taking a deep breath, gonna cut myself off here. My friends, I'm gonna stop for today. And this may be an episode that you wanna come back to. Doing this work matters and it's brave and it's not always pleasant. But I'll take it back to the idea of generational trauma. Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? And if the way that things are going for you right now is not working for you in your life, In taking the time to figure out what is important to you, right, what you want, doing that work is critical. You matter. What you think is important matters, and you deserve to be on your own list. My friends, until next time, that's the episode. Take care. Well. That's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.